What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? Happy Tuesday, everybody. Before we get into the official episode, I just want to say thank you all so much for, you know, being with me along this journey for season one of Brand Like a Girl, the podcast. So this will be the last episode for about three to four weeks. Um, just because I'm taking a little hiatus to rebrand and that those types of things. And I just want to take some time to really cultivate and produce this next season. But don't worry, I'm already going to be recording some episodes tomorrow. And once I come back, I'm coming back better as ever. I think that's how you say it. Anywho, if you are, you know, currently listening on Apple Podcasts, please be sure to write a review. Please be sure to give me a five-star rating because I'm a five-star chick. And honestly, just be sure to share this podcast with, you know, people that you love, people that you know. Um, there's a lot of insight on this on these episodes and you know even though that will be gone for a while well not too long but even though we'll be gone for a while I definitely know that you did not listen to every episode so be sure to go back and listen okay so now thank you all so much for you know making this journey really fun very rewarding and I cannot wait to come back and chat with you all in season two now let's get into this episode Alrighty, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Brown Like a Girl with your favorite girl, Nia Imani. Today, my guest is Jayla Moody. Jayla is helping people choose their joy and design the life they want and deserve. As a natural storyteller, her goal is to create a platform for others to tell their stories and inherently inspire someone else while doing so. Jayla believes it, joy is a full-time job, and every day you have to make the conscious decision to wake up and choose it for yourself. She's currently working towards her master's in digital media strategies at Georgia State University. Her goal is to discover how we can use social platforms to make the world a better place. Everybody, welcome. Jayla. Hi. <laughs> hey. <laughs> okay, so we just want to jump right in and start off by, you know, what's your story? Um, what's your purpose? And you just telling us a little bit about yourself. Okay, perfect. Uh, so, like you said, my name is Jayla Moody. Um, I recently graduated from Mercer University with a degree in Journalism and Global Development Studies. Um, and so coming into Mercer, I knew that I wanted to take on a role that would allow me to tell stories. Mm-hmm. I really had no idea how I was going to tackle that goal. Um, at first, it was, you know, maybe I want to be a traditional journalist. Maybe I want to... Um, do some kind of online lifestyle writing. Maybe I want to be on someone's TV telling the local news. Um, and eventually I kind of dipped into a lot of those ponds and I really didn't like it. But I knew I enjoyed the skills and I knew I enjoyed the process of talking to people, hearing what they had to say and kind of putting those things on a platform. Um, and the story that kind of kept popping up for me um, was that these people are telling you something and you can be telling them something back. Um, and by you listening to them, you're kind of getting their story. And I begin to recognize the power of those stories. And I begin to recognize the power of sharing them with other people um, and kind of hearing, this is what she went through. This is what he went through. This is what they experienced. Um, but here's how I can use what they went through to kind of make someone else's life better or to make their journey a little clearer, to make their path a little easier. 
And so while I was at Mercer, I began to gravitate towards these roles that would allow me to kind of sew into other people or to mentor other people. Um, And I fell in love with just being in positions that allowed me to just provide a platform for others. Um, And I quickly realized that this was something that I should be doing, whether it was as a full-time role or just in my free time. Mm -hmm. Um, And then that's when I realized that I was just passionate about inspiring people um, and kind of helping them make their life better. And it sounds Mm -hmm. so crazy uh, when I kind (laughs) of break it down to people because it's like, that's what you want to do with your life. Um, But that's, (laughs) yeah, that's, that's what makes me happy. And I truly feel like that's a purpose of mine. Um, And as you know, ideas come and go. So I haven't really been able to kind of structure exactly how that'll look. But I think that's the beauty of it all. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of how Joy by Jayla was born. Um, so coming into my freshman year, I knew I wanted to pursue kind of running for homecoming queen. Uh, it's a really big thing at our school. Um, but if I was going to be putting myself out there for thousands of people <laughs> to kind of read me and look through everything I had done in the past four years, Um, I wanted there to be a message. Um, I wanted there to be a purpose behind it. I didn't want to be just selling my face um, and my resume. I said, um, if I'm going to be marching around this campus telling people to vote for me, I'm going to give them a reason. um, And I'm going to give them a message to take away from it. Um, And so that is why I went with the slogan of choose joy. Um, And my school's color is orange. Uh, And I did some research on that and I found out that orange was a color of joy um, and it was a color that invoked feelings of joy. And so I kind of made my platform just being coming to Mercer and designing the Mercer career, the four years on this campus that you want um, and how I spent my four years making sure that I only put Jayla Moody's name on the things that was important to her, or I only put Jayla Moody's names on the things that was going to help someone else's journey while I was at this school. And so I wanted people to take away from my campaign that you can come here and you can make your college career look exactly the way you want it to look. Um, It doesn't necessarily have to look like the people who are in your organization or the people who mentored you or the people who came before you. Um, And they ate it up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And to my surprise, I was like, people care about this stuff. Um, And I won, but I took so much more from it. And so I began to, you know, the people who helped me campaign, I bought them shirts. I was like, oh my goodness, y'all, we have to like sell it. And when I tell you, I gave these shirts out after I got the crown. Um, And so the next week people were wearing them and they were happy and they were walking around (laughs) sporting their joy. and they would be like, Joy by Jayla or Jayla Choose Joy. Uh, people started calling me Joy. <laughs> and I was like, what is God trying to tell me? Um, mm-hmm. And so throughout the remainder of the year, I begin to work. And I just begin to write and kind of craft this idea of how I wanted this to look. Because clearly, you know, it wasn't something that should just stay in the season of my life. It was something that I should be doing. And so late in the year of 2018, this was last year, um, Joy by Jayla came to me and I knew that I wanted it to be something that would help people choose their joy and kind of design the life that they wanted and they deserved. 
Awesome, awesome. Thank you for sharing, y'all. The first time I ever heard Jayla talk, um, this is so creepy. Not even creepy, but I, my best friend who actually graduated from um, Miller Grove with you guys, and I remember you were the valedictorian. That whole graduation had me crying. I'm like, I don't even really know y'all kids. Like, why am I in here crying like this? So you are definitely a passionate storyteller because I, I do remember your speech vividly. I remember how well you spoke and I remember just the things that you had to say. And I remember you just being an awesome speaker. So that has always, you know, kind of... um just made me like interested in who you were as a person. So I definitely know that you are a strong storyteller and I'm glad that you know that you're continuing to tell your stories. So of course you're welcome. I wanted to, um, I guess talk a little bit about, you know, you said you college is a lot and I wanted to know about, you know, how was your experience outside of the work? Because I put in a lot of work in college too, but there was a whole bunch behind the scenes that people did not know was going on. So I want to know, you know, what, did you face anything um, in college that you are open to talk about that, you know, really kind of shifted how you, what's your outlook on all of this and why you chose to um, kind of make this your platform opposed to, you know, doing your traditional writing, your lifestyle right. writing, those. Yeah. So you're right. College is a lot. <laughs> and <laughs> for me, it started off as a lot. Um, so like you just said, I graduated from a high school in DeKalb County. Um, my high school was like maybe 98, 99% black. Um, and <laughs> I went to a community where it didn't look like that. And I, right. I did that because when I first visited Mercer, um, it felt like a home. And I didn't want to take that feeling for granted. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what I didn't know is that I was going to have to work for that home. And I was going to have to find it when I got there. Um, so mm-hmm. throughout... The entirety of my freshman year, I I felt like I struggled to find my space on the campus. Um, and so I had roommates that I hung out with um, and I had classmates that I interacted with a lot. But it was really hard for me to kind of find a home there and to find my people, per se. And I had to work for it. Um, and what God was really trying to tell me was that before you can really begin to operate in your purpose and before you really can begin to be in a circle of your people, you have to figure out who you are and what it is that you really want to do throughout this journey. Uh, And I had to dig and find it. And so I was joining clubs. I was signing up for opportunities. I was meeting people. I was literally throwing myself out there so that I could feel something, so that I could sit in a room and feel that that was the room that I was supposed to be in. And I struggled with it really bad to the point where I was filling up my schedule with things that didn't matter to me at all. Um, And this this became a never ending story throughout my college career. I don't even feel like I mastered it. And I don't even feel like I was really doing the things that were for Jayla until maybe the end of my junior year. Right. Until I started to say no. And until I started to only, yeah. <laughs> until I was only wearing the hats, you know, that were fit for me. Mm-hmm. And I think it was because where I came from, um, in order to stand out or in order to be the best or in order to really look like you're doing something, you have to be doing everything. Mm-hmm. The most. Um, and I, uh, yeah. And I think that is kind of the narrative we come into college with in general, when you're used to striving and doing it all, you feel like, you know, that's how you have to go about every space that you occupy. Um, and college taught me that that ain't it. <laughs> um, <laughs> you should only be in the rooms that are fit for you. And that's why you really have to work to figure out what you're passionate about and to figure out what your purpose is so that you can figure out where you should be. Um, and it's worth it. I, I think a lot of people 
step into roles or step in onto college campuses thinking that, you know, if I do it all, people will notice me. Um, and that's how, and that's how, you know, find my place on this campus. Uh, but that's not it. Um, and when you really occupy in a position that's for you, that you're passionate about around people who need you to be there, that's when people will recognize who you are and what you're doing and why your work is so important. Exactly. That's, I'm glad you touched on that. Cause honestly, I was the same in my, my um, actual director of homecoming, not homecoming, my director of my honest college. She sat me down and she said, I need you to learn how to say no. Yeah. And she's like, you're spreading yourself too thin. And I'm, I literally was like, you, you are completely right. Like I was, I would just be everywhere. And then literally my senior year, everything, what it just came down to was like maybe three things in my exactly. homework. And like, I felt so much better because I felt like I was able to really devote and dedicate my time, like all of my time and devote really like, you know, just really devote my passion and my love to those spaces and to those people opposed to, you know, me trying to be in 20, 50 million things. And I think that's just a common thing on college campuses because you, especially like certain campuses, when you come in and it's a more lively experience, you see, you know, these are the people, you know, you see the leaders on campus. So you, and you see how they moved or how they maneuvered campus. So a lot of times people think that's the blueprint for their college experience. But like you said, your college experience, everyone's college experience won't look the same. And the things that are important to one person and to the next are different, but that doesn't make, you know, somebody else, you know, less important. So right. I think you know, if you are somebody who just enters college or you're still in college listening, definitely don't think that you have to do the most to be seen, like do what's important to you and excel in that. And if, you know, people will see you, that's all that that's, that matters, you know? You will be seen. Yes. You will be seen. And it, I mean, even being seen is not, that's not the end all. That's not the goal. Like, right. I don't think people, I, people need to understand, like, your work is what speaks for itself. Not, you know, just you like being seen. Like, that's not the, you can be seen and not even be working and people talk. So make sure you're yeah. actually, so that's my biggest thing. Make sure you really put in that work. You're right. I agree. <laughs> yes. So I know that you recently um, launched an ebook, and I definitely signed up so I can get my um, yeah. newsletter and I downloaded my um, ebook. So um, your ebook is called Choose Joy. And I want to tell you that my favorite quote is, don't pin your happiness on a certain kind of success or certain people. Um, I want to know, do you feel as someone who others deem successful, like, did you, I know we just kind of dibbled and dabbled on it a little bit, but like you began to lose yourself like in your accolades. And I want to know, um, honestly, like, how did that make you feel? And mm -hmm. would it, let's just talk about that journey a little bit. Yeah, of course. Um, so the story that I just told at the beginning of the podcast, there was a lot mm -hmm. going on during that time for me. Um, so last summer, summer, 2018, I kind of deem as a summer for growth for myself. Uh, and I wasn't even necessarily to call it that <laughs> able to call it that until after it happened. Um, and so throughout the summer, I was really just trying to find, you know, where I lost who Jayla was um, and how I was going to get back to finding that person. And I lost her just kind of being stuck in this pool of all of the titles that I was holding, um, all of the relationships that I was holding on to that were no longer good for me, mm -hmm. um, and all of the feelings that I didn't want to let go because of those two things. Uh, and so when everyone around you is kind of looking at you to be this person, 
because right. you've always been that person. You know, it's not it's not their fault. <laughs> They're looking at you to be this person because you've always been the person that's done everything. You've been the leader in those spaces. You've always made the good grades. You've always had the relationship, um, you know, that people have kind of looked to. And then you're sitting down and you're thinking to yourself that I don't like any of that stuff, <laughs> that I'm genuinely not happy and I'm not going home feeling the way that people think I'm going home feeling. Mm. Um, and once I let it go, I let go of everyone holding me to that standard or that standard that I was mentally holding myself to is what I eventually came to. Mm -hmm. um, I realized that it was okay. Um, and it's so funny because when you will post on your stories and I when I see you tweet about how important it is to live in your truth, um, mm -hmm. and speak up about the things that you're naturally experiencing, it speaks to me so much because I wasn't living in my truth and I wasn't speaking up about the things that I cared about. Um, and because I felt that, you know, my inspiration or what was pushing people to do better when they looked at me or what was pushing people to look to me for advice um, and help. I felt like if I wasn't being that person that I was mentally holding myself up to the standard to be, that people wouldn't come to me anymore for those things or people wouldn't look to me to be that leader or mm. that person that they've always saw me to be. And I had to drop it. I had to debunk it for myself mentally immediately. Uh, and I had to recognize that none of those things were associated with my joy. Um, and once I stopped pinning my success to those people and I stopped pinning my success to those standards, I immediately felt lighter and I immediately felt like I could walk within the purpose that was designed for me. And that's why when I started to be more vulnerable on social media and I started to talk to people about how down I had been in certain spaces and how sad I had been when I should have been my happiest right. um, and how bored I was feeling when I was busy all the time. I shouldn't have been bored. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I, yeah, and I think people started to pay attention more. And I was like, oh, my goodness, this is helping somebody. Right. And people would reach out to me and they say, um, you know, your journey is so inspiring or please keep going because it is helping. And just one person, one comment or one message was enough for me to keep going. I because I knew that not only was I choosing my joy and was I happier in my spaces, um, but I was helping somebody else. And I knew that if I would continue to walk around to be this perfect Jayla Moody, who was unhappy behind closed doors, that I wasn't going to be helping anybody at all. If anything, I would be selling a story and a dream that wasn't real. Uh, and I didn't want to do that anymore. So that's kind of the journey to choosing my joy. And that's really what my ebook is about, kind of designing and structuring this life that you deserve, but also the one that you want. Definitely. I think that's essential. And I, I really love how you touched on like, it can be it can look good, like especially on social media, but Absolutely. not even on social media, it can look good, like just by us seeing it in life, but people don't know, you know, the true, the true, like how someone truly feels. And I think that's important that like you said, we just live in our purpose. And we don't put on these facades, or we don't do these things that people think that we're supposed to do. Because you know, it's if, at the end of the day, we're only hurting ourselves. So I'm Absolutely. glad that you know, you decided to take that change and pivot and do things that, you know, work best for you. I love that. Thank you. You're Felt welcome. Good. What's your sign? Uh, I'm a Scorpio. Okay. That makes sense. That's cool. That's dope. <laughs> so my mom's a Scorpio. You guys are hard workers. I'm a Capricorn. We're hard workers too. So yes, I really love that. Cool. Okay. <laughs> so I want to know, um, what has been most rewarding in your work overall? 
definitely impacting someone's life. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in everything that I do, I try to make sure that, you know, someone is touched or someone reaches back to me and say, this helped me in the slightest bit. Or to say, I really took away this quote or you made me feel like this. Um, Because if I get to a point where I am rambling and reaching no one, or if I'm writing all day and no one feels what I, you know, I'm trying to get them to feel, then it's over with, you know, then I'm not doing the work that I originally signed up to do. Um, And so when I said that I wanted to have a brand that inspired people, um, I meant it. (laughs) And I want to make sure that in everything I do, someone is inspired but not only inspired to feel a certain way, but inspired to go do. Um, And so what feels even better is when I see people taking action on those things. And so it's really, this has been something that I've kind of touched, dabbled in my entire life. Um, Like when I tell you I was on Facebook in middle school, like writing Mm -hmm. inspirational quotes to people (laughs) instead of playing like to to be honest games and things like that. I was really just trying to inspire people. Um, And so it feels very, very natural. Um, And sometimes I know that there are some people who kind of look to me to share that kind of work on my social media or to kind of add that that underlying purpose in everything that I write or in everything that I produce. And so I want to make sure that that's something that people can always find. Um, So no matter what it is that I'm talking about or no matter what role I eventually go on to take, I want to make sure that my work is inherently inspiring someone else. Definitely. I love that. I love that. That's really dope. I think that, I think the more, the most thing that I'm, you know, I'm getting from what you're saying and what I've been learning about my life too, is like, you have to share your story. You have to share your story authentically because you really don't know how your words can impact the next person and how right. you moving and work, walking in your purpose can make somebody inspire someone to say like, I'm tired of this. Like, I'm going to just live for me. I'm going to do the things that I love and I'm going to put my passion at the forefront. Like I have so many friends who are, you know, choosing jobs and who are choosing these lives that don't necessarily fit with what they want out of life. But it's more so out of the fact that, oh, I I have to, you know, I mean, granted, we all have to pay bills. And sometimes you do have to do stuff that, you know, you probably that's not, you know, what you want to do. But I think um, a lot of people get sucked into a life of, Mm -hmm. you know, them just repeating the same thing over and over again and not really actually receiving anything from that and I think that's such a common theme in the world and I wish it wasn't like that I really wish that you know all of us kind of could find our niches and we can all you know really walk in our purpose because I feel like everybody would be happier I think that's why people are really angry because they're not able to know you know really truly do the things that they want to do out of life so I love that you know you're using your voice to say hey like it's possible it's not an easy journey nothing in life is easy but it's attainable if you do put your mind to it absolutely You summed it up very well. (laughs) Thank you. Okay. So I want to know, have you received any career advice? um, And what did it really, like what career piece of advice really stuck with you? Um, So as far as career advice, I definitely say that some of the best advice that I received is to kind of pick up a mentor wherever you go. Mm -hmm. Um, And this has been really beneficial for me because if not anything, my mentors have helped me figure out where I don't want to be (laughs) and and different career experiences that I had have helped me to figure out, you know, what it is that I don't want to do. And I think the importance of having a mentor is 
really good for people to listen to because, you know, having one mentor may not get the job done. Um, right. So one mentor can help you in a particular space within your career that you maybe want to be in. So if you want to be a producer, then yeah, I think it's great to have a mentor who works in that field or who has gone down that journey that you're looking to take. Um, but the best mentors for me have been the ones that have been outside of those fields and who've been able to tell me a little bit more that I may not necessarily be looking for mm-hmm. um, or like a personal mentor who's just kind of helping me get myself together um, or just to show up in spaces that I need to show up in uh, or having a mentor in academia um, whether it's on your college campus um, or someone who you met while you were on your college campus, uh, that's someone that's good to have in your corner as well. Or even just like a family friend mentor who can kind of help you in maneuver different spaces, whether it's entering to adulthood or kind of managing the different things that you need to manage outside of your career for yourself mm-hmm. and your personal happiness. And so that was just some of the best career advice that I've gotten is to have a mentor in just about every space you can find, but to be very strategic about choosing those mentors and to making sure that it's someone that you could also sew into as well. Um, And so I was always told that a mentor relationship should be Mm -hmm. 50-50. And so that you guys should both be teaching each other something in particular um, and that you should always be willing to sew into them Um, as you are open to accepting everything that they're giving to you. Definitely. I think, yeah, you just hit it on the head. It's funny that you said that because I literally, me and my mentor got on the phone yesterday. This is somebody I met my like sophomore year. And literally we were on the phone for like an hour. And like, she was like, I was giving her advice because she had been down and out for a while. And I'm like, you know, I've been there. Like we've all been there and it's hard sometimes to get out of there. Sometimes like somebody really got to say like, it's time to get out of here. Like you can't be here anymore. And she was like, this is crazy. You giving me advice? I'm like, yeah, I am. I'm like, <laughs> you give me advice? I'm giving you advice. Like, I might be way younger than you, but like, I know we, we all, in a sense, know something. So, yes. I, I don't, and I don't want to see you like this. So, I want you to, you know, want better. And I think mentors, they, they provide you with a lot of insight and they're a little bit more seasoned oftentimes, but they don't have to be. And right. it is important that you get a mentor in, in different arenas of your life because, at the end of the day, it's not really about what you know. We all know that. It's about who you know. So Absolutely. just make sure, you know, you're taking the steps to be confident and go and, like, get these mentors. Like, mentors are not going to come to you. Sometimes you have to really go and, like, find and stalk people. And it's okay sometimes. <laughs> so, you're right. You're and absolutely you're right. Mm-hmm. And you have to be very, like, strategic when looking for them. But you have to be very intentional when trying to, like, secure that mentor. Uh, You want to make sure that you're memorable and you want to make sure that they know that you're looking to enter into the relationship for something long term. Right. Not just something you're trying to gain right away. Exactly. Exactly. That is important. Yeah. (laughs) So you you hit your dad. (laughs) So um, I wanted to talk a little bit about grad school. I know you just recently. um, Yes. You just recently started. So I want to know what um, kind of. What what decide what did you why did you decide to choose to go to grad school um and what are you looking to gain from this um this opportunity and how are you going to kind of implement it in what you're doing already? Yeah, perfect. So um I knew I wanted to go to grad school while I was an undergrad um because like I was telling you I knew I didn't want to be a traditional journalist um, mm-hmm. with a journalism degree. Um, I was like, you know, (laughs) that's pretty self-explanatory. And there is so much that you can do with a journalism degree. And I knew that. I knew I enjoyed the skills that I got from it. 
Um, but I just knew that's not what I wanted to do full time. And so I was looking for programs originally that were in kind of like organizational leadership, um, organizational psychology and things of that nature, because I really wanted to study people. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to study, you know, why people operate in the spaces that they operate in, why they do what they do, um, and to kind of enter into a career that allowed me to do some consulting um, or just doing, working with different corporations, organizations, and company to help them have better work environments. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's kind of a long-term goal of mine and that I eventually will tap back into because it is still something that I want to do. Um, but I started to gravitate towards programs that were really still in the area of journalism and media studies. And so I was looking at programs that were more into strategic communications uh, and digital media. And that's Mm -hmm. how I landed in the program at Georgia State. So I applied to a a lot of different schools, but I knew for sure that my number one thing that I wanted was it to be free. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I didn't want to pay for it again or for my parents to have to be paying for it again. Mm -hmm. And so Georgia State really stood out to me because they offered me a graduate assistantship. Um, So that's what I'm doing now. Um, And the program is a master's of communications, but the concentration is in digital media strategies. And Mm -hmm. I've only been in class for a week, but so far I love it (laughs) because (laughs) it's a little bit of corporate communications. uh, It's a little bit of reputation management, branding, um, and still inherently storytelling. And so I dipped back into those programs that were, you know, still in the same arena of what I studied in undergrad uh, because I knew that I was interested in people and I wanted to work in a space that allowed me to help people. Um, But at the end of the day, I know that I still want to tell their stories and I still want to work in a role that I will that would allow me to do so and to gain more skills to do so. I love it. It's dope. I'm here for it. Definitely interested in grad school. Definitely studying for my GRE. Um, yes. That is something I could not, I would be honest, I really could not um, juggle that type of like test taking and being in college. Like I realized that about myself. Yeah. That gives, test taking gives me so much anxiety. It does. Like standardized test taking. I really like, I probably took the SAT so many times. My reading scores were always high. Like everything else was really high, but like I'm really bad at math. Yeah, so like, I would. <laughs> It was always like, I have to keep taking this test. And like when I applied to Hampton, they didn't even take my damn test score. So I'm like, I'm sitting here doing all of this, wasting all this money. And mm-hmm. I didn't even do that. But I definitely want to, for me, for grad school, I'm interested in MBA. And then I want to get my PhD. Um, mm-hmm. And like if there, there's this like communications program for your um, PhD. So I'm yeah. definitely interested in doing that. So within this next year, I'm going to be, you know, preparing for all of that. But I'm really proud of you and what you're doing. I'm glad yeah. you, you know, took the steps necessary to get you um, to the places that you want to be. So I can't, you know, I can't applaud you enough. Thank you. I really appreciate it. And I'm excited for you, too. I'm looking forward to you. So I want to know, do you have any projects coming up that you would like to share with the people on the podcast? Um, So really just to follow my social media pages, um, because mm-hmm. that is where I'm really just trying to make sure that I put everything that I'm doing out. Uh, so my website just launched um, this summer, um, and yeah. I just dropped the ebook with the launch, um, and that was just about a month ago. And so that's something that I'm really just sewing into day by day, and always mm-hmm. making sure that I'm writing um, and preparing content to share with the people who follow me. 
Um, and that is really important to me. So there will always be some kind of intentional post on my page about inspiration, choosing your joy, and just kind of designing the life you want. Mm-hmm. Um, I also have merch within my brand. Um, and so, like I told you, when I first began this journey, I was just giving out t-shirts um, as a <laughs> gift. Uh, but people loved it. And so many people wanted to buy them. So I was like, you know what, let me make this an addition to Joy by Jayla. And so we have Joy by Jayla merch. Um, choose joy shirts and stickers as well Um, so definitely check those out on my website and subscribe to my newsletter Uh, that's where all of the great fun stuff will be happening Um, I like to tell people it's a community because it is I truly feel like I'm sitting in a group message texting the people who I'm friends with um, and just inspiring them to go after their day uh, and do what it is that's best for them Mm -hmm. and Within that newsletter, I'm really coming from the heart. So a lot of the times it'll be super personal. And you're like, what is she going through this week? But I'm really just trying to <laughs> touch someone who may be going through the same thing. And I want to make sure that I'm extremely vulnerable um, in that community so that it's actually impacting someone. Because you have to be very careful when you're using people's email time. <laughs> because most people only go to it uh, for school or for work. So I want to make sure that if I'm bringing you into the space, that I'm keeping you there and I'm actually mm-hmm. giving something you can work with so, I love that yeah just stick there with me and that's where everything will happen at awesome perfect perfect so since this is the brand like a girl podcast um and you touched on it honestly your branding and everything that you do is intense intentional but I want to know you know in a sense how do you brand like a girl and honestly what sets you apart from others in your industry Yes. So I've actually been studying branding a lot. So that's why when I saw your email, I was like, no, she didn't. <laughs> but So I recently just read a few books and I've been watching some different YouTube videos and I watched a couple of TED Talks on it as well. And um, what I've been learning about branding and what I wanted to take away from it for my own brand is to just be yourself. And I know yeah. that sounds so cliche and I know that's like, that's what you're giving people. <laughs> but if you be if you consistently just be yourself and be who you are and walk within the purpose that you've designed and the purpose that has been given to you, um, the people will come and the people who you are trying to speak to and the people who you are trying to impact and that will actually get something from it will gravitate towards you naturally. Uh, and I think that's so hard for us to believe because it doesn't happen like that. It doesn't happen at the snap of a finger. Um, But if you're consistent in your work and you're consistent in being yourself, then those people will be there because one person will share it with another and that person will share it with their community. And like wildfires, it'll grow Um, and it'll grow to be that community of supporters that you have who naturally want to be there. Um, Not a group of people that you've kind of pulled there by pulling strings and being someone else and taking Mm -hmm. opportunities that weren't necessarily for you. Uh, And so that's really just what I'm trying to be. And I'm trying to not be so scared about putting myself out there uh, because that's something I really struggle with. And that's why I admire people like you um, and people who are doing the amazing things that you're doing, because you just have to do it, especially when you know you have all the resources, um, Mm -hmm. you know, you have the voice and you know what you're talking about. It's just the fear of kind of rejection of when you put it out there or the fear of people not taking it the way you want them to take it. Mm-hmm. Um, but you have to walk away from that knowing that you did what you were supposed to do and that the people who are going to receive it will. And exactly. That's it. And that's yeah, what I have to Yeah, it's and it I, I love that you touched on like 
especially just the consistency part because it can be so easy to be like, oh, well, I'm not getting the views or nobody comes out to this or this, you know, like be appreciative of who's showing up. Yep. And if because life those was- are people who are going to be there. <laughs> exactly. Like, don't, don't push them away. Be appreciative right. of those two people, five people, how many other people, how many of, how many people just be appreciative of them and them showing up. And it's not about the numbers. It's about, the content it's about the messages that you are you know giving people that's what it's about so don't give up like when I started YouTube I had no idea no intention I was going to grow my channel I just wanted to show people how to do a wash and go and I used to make like rap videos of my cousin like that's what we used to do on the internet and then I started just talking I just started picking it up and being more consistent and just being myself like like you said, it really, a lot of times, I and I can just speak from my industry, when I meet like other influencers and persons or I'm at like influencer events sometimes, um, those people are not being themselves. It's, it's mm-hmm. definitely a facade on the internet that has, you know, allowed them to grow a large following. A lot of times can be very, you know, disheartening or yeah. um, it can be discouraging to, you know, other creatives where they're like, well, they reach this success, but they're not even really being themselves. But yes, something can grow so fast, but that doesn't mean that it has a strong foundation. That doesn't mean that it's going to last. And I think a lot of times right now, um, a lot of people are, because of social media, we're seeing instant success. We're seeing instant fame. And a lot of times as millennials, we want instant gratification, but nothing that that is worth having comes easy. So you have to work hard. You have to build a strong foundation within yourself, within the work that you're doing so that when it is your time, you know, to blow up or what it is your time to grow fast that you're ready. Cause if you're not ready, it will come crumbling down. <laughs> like it, it will come crumbling down and you will be unhappy the entire time. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. You're absolutely right. Thank you. <laughs> you are. <laughs> okay. Okay. That, amen to that. <laughs> no, for real. And you know, the blueprint, you know, the journey, like, just like you told me, you, you saw me at my graduation speech. Like, I used to see you posting your first few videos. I remember when you were first starting out. Um, And I remember being so inspired by your journey and your growth. So listen to Mia, y'all. She knows what she's talking about. Thank you. I feel so loved. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Thank you. Okay. So this is the speed round. This is where I ask you some questions. You only have two two seconds to answer. Okay. Just two seconds. Okay. You ready? Yes. All right. Twist out or wash and go. Twist out. Lemon pepper or hot? Hot. Your favorite country you've traveled to? Dubai. Baby boy or poetic justice? Baby boy. <laughs> A beauty product you can't live without? Eco Styler Gel. This is real. What's, which, which one do you like the most? I really like the, um, what is it? It's the green one. Um, um gotcha. Yes. The, the olive oil. Yes, olive oil. Okay. I'm an argan oil type of girl. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I like that one too. I like that one too. Okay, that one's dope. Cool. Okay, so this was the final round. I want to know where the people can find you, what you need them to know, how to get in contact with you. If you want, they want you to come do a speaking engagement, anything. Where can they find you? Social media. Um, if you want to share your email, just let yeah. them know. Yes. So my Instagram is at J S Moody. So that's J A Y S M O O D Y. Um, and so there you can pretty much find everything. Um, in the link in my bio is my website where you can subscribe to my newsletter. Um, and you can also email me there at Jayla at joybyjayla.com. 
Um, so that'll be the best way to contact me for speaking engagements or just about anything. Uh, and so, yeah, that's the best place to contact me. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being a guest on my podcast. Thank you for having me. This has been really fun. Of course, of course. And I'm wishing you much success. We'll be in contact, but I just want to say thank you again. And I'm looking forward to seeing everything that you're doing. Thank you for having me. And I'm Mm -hmm. looking forward to watching your journey and to continue to watch you soar. Thank you. Have a great one. You too.